And in your Bibles, Romans chapter number 13 tonight. Romans chapter number 13. And uh, I, the message is titled this, Living in Debt. And a lot of people said, oh me, I can identify with that. Living in debt. But the message is living in debt, the love debt. The love debt. We're all in debt to love one another. And uh, we're living in debt. I want to read to you passive scripture of a portion of scripture that can be easily misunderstood, but it's very simple. But I think it's very helpful and practical as we look at God's word tonight. Romans chapter 13, beginning in verse number 8. The Bible says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And we come to this passage of Scripture, and the Bible says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. We're all living in debt, the debt of love, the love debt. And I want to share some things with you from God's Word this evening. I hope will be helped to you. When we read verse 8, and the first thing we hear is, Owe no man anything. There are some people who take this verse of Scripture out of its context and want to immediately apply it to living no debt, period, as Christians. But I want you to understand something, that that's not the application. It is actually an illustration here of love. He says, now owe no man anything. He said, he said pay your debts. Pay what you owe. Pay your bills. Be a good citizen. We just finished talking about uh, paying uh, our tribute and paying our debts as good citizens in society earlier in this chapter. And so the Bible says, don't owe anybody. If you owe somebody... Pay them. That doesn't mean you can't have a mortgage or you can't have a debt. If you couldn't have a debt, Jesus wouldn't have said in the book of Matthew, give to him that asketh and from him that would borrow, turn not away. He wouldn't have instituted an idea of borrowing and uh, if it were a prohibition to have any debt. I'll encourage you uh, that consumer debt will mess you up and Living outside of your means is not something that you should do. Someone said it like this one time. I hope I can get it straight. They said, when your upkeep exceeds your income, then your, sorry, when your outgo exceeds your income, then your upkeep becomes your downfall. You get that? I wonder if I can say it twice. When your outgo exceeds your income, then your upkeep becomes your downfall. And all God's people said, Amen. It's true. But the Bible does not prohibit you from having a mortgage on your home or borrowing money to do this or that. But it does encourage us to be faithful and good stewards of what God has trusted us with. And Jesus gives us the idea of owing and borrowing and loaning. Uh, The Bible does say this in Psalm 37, The wicked borroweth and payeth not again. And so the Bible says, look, look, don't owe a man anything. You need to be the kind of people who pay your bills. Hallelujah. Amen. But the point, the ultimate point is not 
your debts and paying your bills and your financial stability. In verse number 8, the Bible says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. The only thing that you should owe people, the what you should owe is, and the thing that you do owe, the thing that you cannot help but owe, is you owe all people your love. Guess what? The Bible says that you and I are a debtor to everyone. We're debtors to everyone. This is one of those many principles we see in God's Word, these Christian principles that actually challenge our pride. You may have said this, and I understand. I'm not being critical or unkind. You may have said this, I don't owe any man anything. And I understand. And if you've got to the place in your life where you're out of debt, hallelujah. But I want you to remember something. You may be out of debt financially, but you are still a debtor. The Apostle Paul said, I'm a debtor to the Jews and the Greeks just alike. And the Bible says, the Apostle Paul writing here, he teaches us that you should pay your bills and be good stewards and don't owe any man, but you do owe all men your love. You owe it to every person that's ever lived and every person you come in contact with. And every person in your contact list and every person that's a Facebook friend or even the ones that you've blocked recently. You owe them your love. Period. You're a debtor. Now I want you to think just a minute. I want you to think about the person that you can't stand the most. I don't think about the person who's given you the hardest time over the course of the last few hours, the last few days, the last few weeks, the last few years. Let me tell you something. If you are a born-again child of God, you owe them your love. Hurts, don't it? You're a debtor to that person. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth Another hath fulfilled the law. We should keep our debts paid. But you'll never pay up the debt that you have to love one another. We're to live constantly in light of the fact that we are debtors. We are living in debt. Number one, the first point, there's two points, simple points. Number one, living in debt is a fact. Living in debt is a fact. We owe we owe. I'm reminded of this song, and I think it's so wonderful. I love the lyrics of this song. The song goes, he paid a debt he did not owe. I owe a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to take my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. Look, we're debtors. We're debtors to Christ because he paid the debt of our sin. And because of his love... That has been extended on us. We have become debtors to his love. And the Bible just says really simply and plainly. That you have a responsibility to love one another. Love one another. How many of you know people that are easy to love? How many of you know people that aren't easy to love? Let me tell you something. You owe a debt to the ones that are easy and the ones that are hard. 
And until you let God give you the victory and the graciousness and the Christian Christ-like spirit that says, I will love them anyway, you're going to live in bondage and the people you're around are going to live in bondage too. It's going to become a hindrance in your service to the Lord Jesus Christ if you hold bitters in your heart towards anybody. The truth of the matter is, we look down our nose and we say, I don't love them because they don't deserve it. But God's Word says, you owe them. Sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow, isn't it? But that's the pill and that's the medicine that the Lord Jesus wants us to take. And that's the spirit that the Lord wants us to have. It's the spirit that fulfills his law. You see, living in debt is a fact. You owe. You owe. Seven Dwarfs used to sing a song. Remember that? Hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho. Hi-ho, that's it. Well, the motto for Christian people is I owe, I owe. So off to work I go. The truth is we owe it to the people around us to show them the love of Christ. We owe them that. May God help us. You see, living in debt is a fact. This principle challenges our pride. Not only do I owe, I owe everyone. Let me tell you something. It'll benefit you when you get to the place where you identify your debt. When you get to the place where you just realize and acknowledge, hey, look, I owe them my love. I owe them my ear. I owe them my time. I owe them grace and mercy. I owe them consideration. I owe them the love of Christ. Now, don't give me this stuff. I got to love everybody and like some people. I understand that all of our personalities don't G and haul, but we're to love. And we're to love with the Spirit of Christ. And we're to love the unlovely. It is a fact. The Bible says, don't owe any man except this debt. The debt that you have to love one another. You see, it's a fact. When we get to the place where we acknowledge that we have a debt, then we can begin the process of doing what's right by what we owe. It's great. It's great. I wonder how many Christians are delinquent on their love payments. I wonder how many Christians are behind on extending love that God has extended to them graciously, but they're withholding because of their pride. The Bible says only by pride comes contention. May the Lord help us. Number one, living in debt is a fact. Number two, living in debt is beneficial. Now the Bible says something amazing happens when you begin to live in the understanding that I owe a debt of love. The Bible says here in our text, verse number 8, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. The Bible says if you love one another, you fulfilled the law. Really, that's interesting. How does that work? Well, the Bible says here it is. If you love one another, you fulfilled the law. For this, because if you love one another, you fulfilled the law. For this, because you love one another, 
you're not going to commit adultery. But what happens? When you love somebody, you're not going to commit adultery with them because you have love in your heart. You love your wife, you're not going to commit adultery with another lady. You love your husband, you're not going to commit adultery with another person. Because you love that person, you're not going to commit adultery with them. Because it's wrong, it's going to hurt them. You see, love is this motivator that protects us from doing the wrong thing. So the Bible says, look, if you'll live and acknowledge this debt that you have for this because of the love in your heart towards other people, because of that love, it's going to produce something that's very beneficial. Number one, for this, because of this, you're not going to commit adultery. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. I'm murdering you because I love you. <laughs> that don't work, does it? That's not right. For this, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not steal. I can't steal from them. I love them. I can't rob them of that. I love them. I can't steal from them. I want what's best for them. I love them. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. I can't tell a lie to somebody that I love. I can't tell a lie about someone that I love. Because you love, it's beneficial. It protects you. And by the way, the contrary is rooted in truth. When your heart is full of love for self and pride and puffed up, you're more apt to commit adultery, to kill, to steal, to bear false witness. The Bible continues, Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not covet. Look, if you love somebody, you don't covet their possessions. Last night something happened that I didn't like it at all. I mean, I didn't like it at all. Me and the boys, we went and played golf late in the evening. And Ian, that low-down, good-for-nothing, dirty, rotten dog, hit a drive farther than mine. And I'm angry. I'm really not. The truth is, when he hit the ball farther than I did, now, granted, there was a couple of times I hit it a lot farther than he did. I will make sure you knew that, right? <laughs> but when he hit the ball farther than I did, he was excited about it. And it was a great shot. And you know what? I was happy for him. I was glad he did it. I, I want him to be a better golfer than me. I want him to succeed at everything in life better than I could have ever imagined. You know why? Because I love him. I love him. And I'll just tell you something. When you have a heart of love towards your brother, towards your children, towards your spouse, towards your peers, and even towards people that you don't particularly care for, may have given you a hard time, when you have a heart of love towards them, you don't have in you space to covet. Or to be jealous. I'm just telling you, if you'll live in debt, the debt of love, You'll find out it's very beneficial. For this thou shalt not covet. The scripture continues in verse number 9. And if there be any other commandment, 
It is briefly comprehended in this saying. Namely, thou shalt love thy neighbors thyself. He said, and anything else you can think about, if you'll love your neighbors yourself, it's going to help you. It's going to help your relationships. It's going to help you. And the Bible says, because, in verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. You see, when your love is towards your neighbor and your love is the people around you, and this is not exclusive to the people who live on one door down and the next door down, and you don't have to worry about three doors down. When you love your neighbor and when you love one another, the Bible says, look, that one commandment takes care of other commandments too because love thinketh no ill toward his neighbor. I'll just have you know something. The devil loves it when we make exceptions for our love. The devil loves it when we hold grudges between, against people across the aisle in our own churches. The devil loves it when we feud and fume in our hearts about this petty thing and that petty thing. And maybe even if it's not petty, the devil loves it to get us fired up about something we think is just. And I want to tell you something. If your heart is not a heart of love towards your brother or sister or your neighbor or one another, it's not the spirit that came from the Lord. And it's not the spirit that benefits the work of God in your life and in the lives of other people. It's not the spirit that helps you. It's not the spirit that gives you peace. Look, you're a debtor. You owe. So do I. Because I owe, I must love one another. I must love one another. The Bible says, as we continue in verse 10, Love worketh no ill toward his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Isn't that fascinating? Love is the fulfilling of the law. Verse 8. He that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Verse number 10, Therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. The Bible teaches something very important here. Love. We're all debtors. We live in debt. You owe. By all means, love. By all means, love. I'm reminded of what it's like to owe people. I've owed lots of people through the years and I owe a few right now. And that's okay. Have you ever noticed if you owe somebody something, when you come to their presence, you can't help but remember your debt. Right? Have you ever experienced that? <laughs> they may not. But when you come to their presence, you can't help but remember your debt. It's not all bad. Now the Bible says that the bar is servant, the lender, and there's some things and some cautions and some things you need to be careful about in regards to borrowing and lending. But you ever walk in the presence of somebody you owe and you can't help but think about the fact that I owe them. <laughs> you think about your debt. I want to encourage you to do something. I want to encourage you to do something. When you go home tonight, you remember something people you live with in that house of yours. I pray when you see them, you'll be reminded that you owe them. 
You owe them the love of Christ. You owe them patience. You owe them your service. You owe them your grace. You owe them your love. I want to remind you of something. When you're scrolling through social media and you see somebody that makes your blood boil, I pray it's like walking in the room and seeing your debtor, I mean your creditor. Be reminded, I owe them. I owe them my love. I owe them. When you go to work tomorrow, I just praise you. Walk in the presence of every person you walk in the presence of. I pray that you're reminded, I owe them. And I pray that you're motivated to begin the process of paying the debt that you'll never pay in full. But you've always got the privilege of paying. You know what's awesome? Have you ever ever paid off a debt? You've felt that feeling of paying the debt. (laughs) You make a big payment on your debt. It's like, "Mm, that feels pretty good. Well, God gives the opportunity for the rest of our lives by sharing the love of Christ with our neighbor and one another to just keep paying the debt that we owe and given the opportunity to invest in the lives of other people. You know what happens? When you live in debt, this kind of debt, There's a certain freedom that comes along with it. Peace that God gives. Because it's more blessed to give than to receive. And it's wonderful to have received such great love from our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. And to have that. And to be able to pay the debt that we owe. Oh, it's wonderful. I just want to remind you of something. We're all living in debt, the debt of love. May God help us to take it serious, to change the way you treat people. It should. It'll set you free. Oh, if you're tempted to withhold payment from somebody because you just don't like them, they've done you wrong. If you're God's child, that's not your right. That's not your right. You know what you need to do? Pay your debt. Love one another. You fulfill the law. Oh, it's a blessing. May God help us to love one another.